We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. This week, we are joined by former mid-laner extraordinaire, now support extraordinaire, Tyler Herwind Whitney T. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. You you might be one of our top guests now. I feel like this is like your third or fourth time on the show. You know what? It feels like my first time, honestly. <laughs> Every time is just such a special occasion to me that it's just so different. Uh, the like magic's still there. On the show. Right. Yeah, that's right. The magic's still there. Uh, we love having you. Well, you know, if the people didn't stop begging for you to come back on, then we would stop having you on. But it's just incessant. The, uh, it's nonstop. Yeah, that's all That's all we hear about. When is Heroin coming back on the podcast? So now we can put those fears to rest, at least for a little bit, that you're back on the show. Um Pretty big week in Smite, but of course we can't talk about that yet. We got 30 minutes until the Smite stock, the Smite talk starts. Um, that's typically how it goes around here these days, dude. I didn't, I haven't gotten a chance to dude. set up the Smite tie, the Smite talk like jingle that I got sent, or he sent me a whole soundboard. I gotta set it up. I've just been really a whole busy. soundboard. Yeah, I got a soundboard. I'm gonna use like I've got a Stream Decker, whatever they're called, like the little. Oh like, yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. I'm gonna get it set up so I can just like press that. And, and have a oh, soundboard on demand. Um, but I apologize to whoever's been sending those to me. I do really appreciate it. Um, and I swear Wait, so I will get them set up. I just haven't yet. So we have multiple ones, not just uh, it's my talk time? Um, I don't know if they're like full on like little jingles, like the one I sent oh, okay. you. Um, yeah. I didn't even check the soundboard thing uh, last week because I was quite busy. It's just was, screaming. Yeah, it's just absolute <laughs> agony happening. Um, uh, what did I want to say at the very beginning of this podcast? Oh, I don't know. Barra, it fin- it, we knew it was uh, only a matter of time, right? Until uh, until something I said on the podcast became a Reddit post. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It did. Last week, uh, there was a big Reddit post about some of the things. And I knew as soon as we were done with that show, bro, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew that, that it had happened. Uh, I knew that – I didn't know what it would be, but I knew it would be something. Um, but it went – you know, I thought the – the response that, that AJ had and that I had and everyone seemed pretty responsive to it and all that kind of stuff. So it went okay. Um, but I think that it's just, it just goes to show uh, why I have to be careful about the way I say things, you know, T is a man go. who no, understands that sometimes your words can get taken out of context and they can uh, interpret things that you didn't mean to say. Right. T. Yeah. I mean, when you've got such a dedicated anti fan base out there, they'll find <laughs> they'll find something. Oh, they always do. I, I like to think there's no point in fighting against the machine. <laughs> you just give them what they want. You think they're gonna get it either way? All right, here's your clip for Reddit. Um, I don't like you if you play Bakasura um, as a person. Is there that like directly at Oath or it's whoever anyone? whoever needs to know? You know. Okay. It's whoever needs to know. Um, that's fair yeah i don't know that's your reddit out of context clip i guess uh for the week maybe we should start sponsoring that um part of the show yeah Um, that should be our intro question mm, our intro question well not an intro question i guess more of an intro statement by you Mm. okay let me try this okay come on let's let's try going something like this hey everybody and welcome in to the backliners podcast zagro and barracuda as per usual and if you play healers, then you don't have any skill. What if I just, like, drop one of those right in there, right at the very beginning of each episode that Reddit can... I like uh, that a lot, actually. Yeah? You think that'll work? Uh, that was a really good take as well. 
Um, okay. I firmly agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, T, you've been known to abuse an Aphrodite from time to time. Um, what? A hell, even. Occasionally. Yeah, but it's like an aggressive version of that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's <laughs> yeah. not like a beta version. It's right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. maxing my Afro too, of course. Right. I'm not cleansing my teammates from playing mm-hmm. hell. No, of course like not. You, like, it's a damage hell. Yes. Yeah. Damage on, only like, dark stance. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you'd, Yo. you'd, it'd be a rare day to find me in light stance. Is that a good smurf? Dark stance only? Play hell? Never switch stance? Yeah. Wait, this is genius. They're going to buy so much anti-heal and it won't matter at all. Like, they're going to buy an Ankh. They're going to buy Pestilence, Contagion, Divine Wait, how, Ruin. It won't matter. How many how many stand switches are there in Smart right now? Um, There's a good amount. You know, there's Tear, Hell, Older, Ardeo. Is there five? Um... You could do Tiamat, and then you could never change a stance. Dude, Play I tried to do those. that. Okay, I, my my inting and internal arena play tests uh, is well documented on this podcast. I asked my team if I could play ground ground Tiamat only um, the uh, a couple weeks ago, and they said no. That that was too troll. Well, I was super- like, guys, I'll build full tank. I'm gonna yeah, knock dog them mode. up. I'm gonna. Tank? Yeah, full tank. That's so good for how the passive works as well. <laughs> right. Like, that's You'll gotta have so be much mitigation. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much mitigation. <laughs> that's gotta be good. Um, I was upset that they didn't let me. Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, wh- how would I describe those types of accounts? Um, just, like, bit accounts where you're just, like, doing it for a bit. Mm. Um, they mm-hmm. can be really good. I mean, obviously the best one of all time. Uh, bird form only. Um, a player who played Wukong and only used bird form, <laughs> no matter what. It was some of the hardest I've ever laughed watching bird form only, like on a stream. And they would be like right on top of someone and they would bird and then insta cancel it <laughs> like they would like Tiger. Just use it as an auto cancel at that Yeah, just point. use it as an auto cancel. They would literally only bird. Um, and I thought that was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I love those types of accounts. Is it? obviously uh not trying to win as much as you could yes and so you shouldn't do it i wonder what elo you could get to with like melee only or like offense only tier i don't know what the tier Mm. stances are called yeah that's a good question i think it would have if you were doing it from the beginning it'd be fine right because that's like you'd be where you belong like doing (laughs) that's true actually (laughs) that is true it would actually be unfair against the other team if you stopped doing it uh-huh. yeah you wouldn't which would be okay let's decide on what would be the best stances for each of these gods to climb with um okay i think it's obviously axe stance Uler is, is way better right you'd, like, you'd have to go axe stance you have well, to have your jump your wave clear would be so bad at that point though uh, well you'd play like jungle you wouldn't even play oh you wouldn't even play your gank would be jumping and axing uh-huh <laughs> no, what do you mean? You you hit the two, you know, you clap them together, and then you and then you yeah, yeah, yeah. one, you know, that's your game. You strike into their heart. Surely it's bow, and you're. Well, just yeah, I mean, you could be a regular hunter, but like you wouldn't have any mobility. You know, like we're talking a stunt. You get a stunt. Yeah, mobility right? for what, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, Harry has a good point. Mobility for what? You're literally a gnat you're at just that point. Wor- just you're just boxing. you're just like half a Mercury as melee only Uller, You know, with that's a ranged stretch. sun. You're like an eighth of a Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) 
Merc's looking pretty good on this patch, guys. I might be okay with... Half my god pool would yeah. be good being an eighth of a Mercury right now. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know? And then Hell would have to be Dark Stance. Tiamat would have yeah. to have to be, I don't know what, non-dog mode stance is. Flying stance. Flying stance, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tier would have to be Push Stance, I think. Ardeo would have to be I don't think so, actually. Stance, right? You do a defense stance tier? Yeah, yeah because then you can actually like farm and like stay out for a while. You guys are so scared. That's embarrassing. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> yeah, I would, the knockup, I mean, honestly, getting Blink knocked up by the blue stance could be more disorienting. That's true. <laughs> you can, you can boost me that one. You might forget that that character can do that again. Yeah. And then, okay, for Ardeo... Bear? No, I think it's got to be human. You get the cripple, you get the ranged root, and you get the healing. The bear only has the melee stun and, and like, some damage. Your clear is probably better and you have a dash. Yeah, but guys, if we're going bow stance Uller, then you can't be giving me mobility as the option to go bear stance. Ardeo's a tank. (laughs) Yeah, but you get blink on tanks, you know? You got the mobility right there. Melee Uller is the same as bear form Ardeo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if we thought bow was better, then we gotta go bow. She's melee both forms. <laughs> yeah, this guy hasn't figured out how you can range down. How can you guys agree on such a stupid take without like coordinating it? Wait, I'm not trolling. I think druid form is better for Ardio. I'm not kidding. I think it's close. I think it's they both suck. Well, yeah, they both, yeah, they both <laughs> clearly suck. I think if you're max range stance, druid stancing someone, you're not going to be able to cripple them. Like mm. you're just going to watch them. Walk blink. away from you. What do you mean? You blink cripple all the time. Oh, I meant like leading with your three. When you cripple blink. Yeah, you just cripple blink, and then you three them after they get away. I don't know. Okay. It's only bear stance, bro. Wait, Mike it's is got, saying it's gotta bear be bear stance, stance and you no go way. bumbas. Then you'll just be like oh, well, bear mode. True, bro. You can go bumbas on literally any god. And yeah, but you got good. a channeled ability and uh, druid That's stance. That's terrible for bumbas. Yeah, and the two and go right on cooldown. Okay, bumbas bear, and that's why they both start with B. Uh, and of then, course. of course, you've got Druid and not Bumbas. Uh, I think that that's the way. I think that's the way huh. it goes. It doesn't help my argument that Mike is saying Bear, um, but it won't make me change my mind. Uh, I'm sticking Druid here. Um, that's, is that's there the any? Way it's gotta be any other characters? Merlin, maybe. Uh, I don't Merlin, know. If he really counts. Yeah. God, Merlin would be so bad if you couldn't change stance. That one, that one wouldn't even be fun. Like, it would be kind of fun in a troll way to do the other ones, I think. It would not be fun to have three buttons as Merlin and only two deal some damage. But Arcane yeah. is not at best, right? It'd probably be Ice Stance. I think Ice Stance is probably the most consistent. Yeah, it's definitely the most consistent. But God, you are so bad. Like, just Ice Stance Merlin <laughs> so bad. Well, why don't you and your boys, you have two boys, and each of you play a different version of the Merlin, and you hit Qs at different oh. times, and you'll be like, oh, thank God, we got Ice Merlin. <laughs> I'm going to take a Fire Merlin. Dude, that is so funny. <laughs> that is such a good idea. idea. Also, the next time there's like a uh, one of the match of the days where you can pick as many of the same gods as you want, picking three Merlins and all only staying in one stance is very funny. That actually is pretty good. Yeah, we should do that. You we know, we have three people right that's, here. That's true. All right, there's a content idea for you. We uh, we got it locked up. Let's uh, let's do that. Um, yeah, me versus two major players. 
Yeah, you'll be fine. We'll give you uh, we'll give you ice Merlin. It's the, it's the easiest. Oh, okay, you know? thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah, fire yeah. Merlin. I'll just go zero and twenty. I don't care. Uh, and then Heroin can carry us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sure. Heroin. Is there any other ones? Any other gods we're forgetting? Mm. I can't think of any. Hold on, I'll pull up a little list real quick. I, I wonder. Like, I'm sure everyone's like this bit. Sucks, I mean, you can't do like Arthur, sucks. right? No, Arthur would be completely yeah. impossible. Um, Wait, Arthur only one, or the two, or the three? <laughs> you mean the big old? I'd be spin third? only Arthur for sure. Yeah, spin, spin only, only Arthur's Arthur. like whatever the other. Oh, names you are. just get the two spins. That's the yeah. only two abilities. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love that. Uh, <laughs> I would have a ton of fun. Morgan Le Fay, if there was just th- the three versions of her one, um, you just oh, get, like, true. she'd be sober. What if those were just her three normal normal abilities? Yeah, that's what I mean. That'd be insane. Broken. She would be so good. Would she be better in that way? Probably, right? That's just so Probably. much AOE. Mm-hmm. And so much yeah, just like dropping utility. all of them over a wall, <laughs> just dr- one after the other. Holy crap! Draining I should out, I should do that in dev just to like make a little like funny video. Uh, that would be that would be fun. Um, yeah, I think those are the only ones that I can think of. So on to the tournament or what? We bought enough time? I guess, yeah, I guess we can talk about <laughs> Smite if that's what you want to do. Well, technically, we have been talking about Smite. That's true, yeah. Take that, Mrs. Ma. We're talking about Smite this whole time. Um, Neil's regretting ever telling us. I know. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> well, that's on him. He should think before uh, before he says stuff. Um, I don't think that we should go over each and every uh, match. Um, that doesn't oh, seem yeah, like that'd be a good terrible. Yeah, use of our time. But what um, what did we learn? That's the, I think that you know there was so many questions coming into this about the meta mm-hmm. and what teams were going to play and you know what players were going to be good and that kind of stuff as well when it comes to SEC playing on land especially. Mm-hmm. When I asked the question, what what did you learn most from watching this first week of Smite Masters? What are what are some of the first things that come to mind, Harry? Um, auto attack junglers are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Merc and Nem kind of making a return. Uh, you still need some kind of pseudo frontliner and solo. No one's playing hunters over there still, so they're just like whatever can still fill that role so like baron's like a new one mm-hmm. you know yeah i see a lot of people play like other stuff like that like some people play like jong some people like play stuff like set it just depends on like the persons uh mm-hmm. but yeah still frontliners there and then i thought um people still played mages a lot i mm-hmm. thought it'd be a lot more like double hunter comps me too in mid and i don't know i still think like things like assassins still seem to like have a place too, like Susanna and stuff like that saw some success and you know some assassins maybe not but overall um things didn't change as i think as much as people would have expected also a lot of snowball a lot more snowball by the teams who knew what they were doing than i would expect mm-hmm. yeah, i think some I games went longer but the game still definitely snowball like a good fight in the mid game still can be pretty like game over-esque if mm-hmm. it's done right yeah, Barra, how about for you? Um, I learned that you can go Hades solo and not do mm-hmm. any damage, but you can tank a lot of damage. Yo, did you and, know that he had a two-second fear on a regular ability, by the way? Uh-huh. Did you know that about Hades? That's OP. Yeah, uh, That's so I still good. I still don't think what Deathwalker was doing was great. Hmm. Uh, but, uh... 
He was fearing people, and he was ulting for zero damage. That's right. Um, but he was setting up zeros a lot. Um, the main thing I noticed in the earlier sets was mages were doing a lot more than hunters damage-wise. Um, I think it's because damage... Or, Hunters are only really good if you're able to, like, free cast in a team fight. But a lot of the team fights that they were having were very mage-centric, like, over walls or, like, poking to begin or into fight. There wasn't, like, a lot of uh, hunters being able to free cast. Mm -hmm. And I think... Uh, I don't know if that was just up to the way the teams were playing, but we didn't see hunters really shining, in my opinion, until the later sets. Um, or I think, like, Stuart had... Like, an insane performance on the ROM. He still ended up losing that game. Um, and then Bro obviously looking really good here and there. Um, but I think his team, like, plays more, like, 4-1 style, where the four other people are doing whatever they want on the map, and then he's just kind of left it on an island sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like him, like, playing poorly, obviously. It's just kind of like the game's not around him sometimes. Right. Um, which I think is kind of just the way Hunter is right now. Mm. Um, there seems to be a lot of people just kind of hanging out together and sometimes never coming to duo. And then we saw games like, um, the game where Griff had, where he literally never got to load into that game. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> he was like four levels down and he was just like AFK farming, like not able to farm perp, not even farm red, barely able to farm green. Um, so I think that. The SEC team's kind of devi- defined a little meta. Um, I thought I would see a bit more Charybdis than I did. Hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised that that character wasn't getting a lot of play. Um, I think I only saw her like once or twice mm-hmm. um, throughout the entire tournament, which was pretty surprising. Um, but the variability in Hunter picks was pretty high. And as a base note, I saw a lot more warriors than I thought I would. Me too. Me too. So it sounds like, you know, maybe some soul winners were a bit overreacting, but, uh, you know. Well, you know, know, it's tough to uh, say for sure, one way or the other. Um, Yeah, none of us would say that, obviously. Because we love our frontliners out there, but, uh, you know, maybe (laughs) maybe just a little. uh, We'll see. We'll see how many Warriors are played when the, you know higher SPL teams start playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to... I think that what we saw last week and what we're going to see this week are going to change um, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, I think the number one thing that I realized uh, while watching this this oh, week... Oh, here it is. ...was that cooking lunch sucks. Okay? <laughs> Having to cook your own lunch and then clean it up and do all this nonsense <laughs> is a complete waste of my time. And Barracuda absolutely blew up my spot. How did you know, Barra, that as the weather gets warmer, we can count on Factor to help us spend less time at home in the kitchen and more time enjoying the springtime with no cooking, grocery shopping, or dishes? I'm tilted that Barra called me out right before this, man. Factor is a meal delivery service that uh, they hooked us up with some meals, and we absolutely love them. And I've been missing them, bro. We... we <laughs> We got to get our, our next one in. I'm working with them and trying to try and get us some more because it is absolutely awesome. Um, not trolling numerous times over these last few weeks. I've been like, man, I do not feel like cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I really wish I could just go in my fridge, grab a factor meal, and pop it in the microwave uh, and be done in just a few minutes. Um, yeah, those things are absolutely banging. Dude, like, they're so good. I still remember that night, you know, where I uh, um, ate a lot of those. I don't remember how many I ate that night, but uh, I went to town on those factor meals. And they really carried me through that night of uh, absolute starvation where I was just eating everything in sight. And, uh, you know, because we've been double blocking kind of nonstop, you know, new patch, you know, had to had to scrim a lot. Yeah. I think those factor meals would have come in clutch for me if I didn't have to go downstairs and cook, you yeah. know, in between every <laughs> every double block, yeah. and my brain's been frying because of it. So yeah. really been missing out on fra- factor, absolute delicious meals, real time saver as well. The absolute best. They're perfect, health conscious, grab and go add-ons, like smoothies and juices, uh, and I don't have to do any meal plan or prep, and I can still eat well. Uh, now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to clean, eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. And for the feel-good-for-summer sort of promotion they're doing, choose from Factor's calorie-smart and keto options. Is it keto or keto? I keto, I, I believe. Keto, okay. Keto options with built-in portion control is a great tool to help you get fit for summer. Factor now offers 30 meals per week. Holy cow, that's a lot. Where Good you can Lord. choose from a variety of new meals There's every options for me. week. There's options for everybody, Barry. I'm glad you asked. On top of that, Factor gives you the option to change it up and select any plan size from between 4 to 18 meals per week. So if you've got like a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves sort of situation, you've mm-hmm. got 18 meals per week in order to feed the whole family. Uh, busy schedule for both lunch and dinner. No worries. Just add an extra two, three, or even four meals to your order. Factor also saves time by delivering chef-crafted meals directly to your doorstep and eliminates the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. That's big for me. I hate doing dishes. Uh, no dishes to wash here. Uh, plus every factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. They're registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients, and they know my preferences. Barra, now eating vegan these days, uh, they offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, which I've now learned how to pronounce, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra proteins, veggie sides. My God, how much stuff do they give you? Lord, yeah, I didn't know they had this much. Oh, geez. All right, head to go.factor75.com slash backliners120. And use code BACKLINERS120 to get, you guessed it, $120 off. That's BACKLINERS120 at go.factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, 75, those are the numbers, dot com slash BACKLINERS120 for $120 off. Um, all jokes aside, I did miss having Factor Meals during while watching. Okay, 100% same. Um, and then... Getting into my actual thoughts as well uh, on it. This, um, I definitely was surprised at the amount of mages and warriors that we saw. Um, uh-huh. I don't, <laughs> well, n- nice little uh-huh there, Barry. Um, w- I'm just, PVM just killing me, bro. Yeah, he's he's just he's just doing his thing. Uh, you just leave him to it. Just best to ignore him. He'll tucker himself out eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> A little puppy dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just troll in the chat. Um, 
I think that I was definitely impressed with auto attack assassins. I did not. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be good. Um, you know, it, when you're an ability based assassin, you have so much damage in your kit that your all in does. And if that doesn't kill them anymore, then you aren't very good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but auto attack assassins, they got all the gas in the tank you could ever ask for. So it makes sense that they were better. I was surprised how good Baka was, but I'm just a notorious Baka Sura hater. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that shouldn't be too much of a surprise that I was uh, sleeping on him a little bit. Um, and yeah, overall, I think that it was pretty different than what I was expecting. You know, I expected Double Hunter. I expected full damage coming out of Solo. Um, I expected Hunters to look more dominant than they really did. Um, I, I think, think if, you would avo- if you had avoided Twitter and Twitch leading up to this, uh-huh. you had no idea that what everyone thought was good. I don't think anyone watching this week would have come out and said, Hunters are so much better than every other class in the game right mm-hmm. um and that was kind of the narrative coming in is that still going to hold true after next week i don't know um but just talking about this week's impressions i think that it was interesting in that way yeah i uh completely lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah i almost subbed that i almost subbed for sinus team and i was just gonna slam 100 mid every game because that's just like what i was having the most impact with when i was playing mid in my rank games Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really have any like scrim experience as of recent, so I just expected that to be more the case. I think there's more hunter players in the SPL, especially the teams that didn't play. Like you see, Ben play like in the past, like the Chiron and Dardes play the AMC, and Dardes right. even mm-hmm. played like stuff like Ramaman and stuff. And I think if the Don like the items is, are strong enough for that right now, and I expect. If people aren't doing it, they've at least tried it a good bit, and maybe it'll like come out like periodically. But I do think like the value of a mage has really like I really underestimated it, and I often do. But like I especially like if the game is gonna stall out and you have to like dance around an objective for a while or play slow sieges and stuff, a mage is easily gonna be like the most annoying thing to deal with. Like the game where like Krim was playing Thoth and. They had, like, Baron Solo and, like, Ymir Frontline or something. They had no way to throw in the Thoth ever. Mm-hmm. And I just know that there's no way they can ever win because that guy is just going to, like, hit everyone from too far away too often and they're not going to be able to do anything about it. And that's, like, a mage thing, you know? Like, hunters don't really do that. So. Right. Mm-hmm. They should always be considered, I think. I don't know if mages are, like, bad or whatever. Like, I've heard some people say that. Um, but I certainly think they're still pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I think they definitely still have their applications. Um I, it seemed like the mages worthless hunt or warriors worthless certainly seems overblown um after week one but i think that we should all probably reserve judgment for week two um and what the top end spl teams are going to be doing um man i can't wait to watch this week i think it is going to be so much fun uh it was it was a lot of there was a lot of crazy games um and the one that i'm sure everyone is waiting for us to talk about is is the solar scarabs going winless oh, man. this weekend uh they get two owed by the valks in two fairly convincing games i don't think either of those if memory serves were like big game comp- will... oh no game one the valks came back right yeah game one scarabs had a pretty big lead and they overextended near a red buff for no reason for some reason mm-hmm. and then they just kind of like 
kept diving in and it just seemed very like trolly. Yeah. And then game two, I was genuinely tilted at Scream's performance. <laughs> I like my man just seemed completely out of character. And I I don't know, like normally he's like insanely good and yeah. insanely clean. Right. But he was just making like really awkward plays. Like yeah. kind of nonstop. And I think the front line for Scarabs just did not have a good performance at all. I think Stewart was by far their best player this weekend and Scarabs just completely dropped the ball. Yeah. I mean, they're probably beating themselves up really hard right now off of their performance this weekend. I'm it sure. just it didn't seem like the scarabs that we kind of knew, I guess, like the scrappy scarabs. Like they played Erlong support with an Izanami ADC against one of the SEC teams. Mm-hmm. I think it was Wardens. I think it was Sinus team. Yeah, it was. And then after that, they never went back to that style of draft. Like right. they never went back to like the full smork pressure of like we have a fighting support, we have a clearing ADC. Like we're just gonna fight duo side nonstop. The the uh, ADC will never get a purple this game. Like, we're just going to run everywhere and control the map. And then they never went back to that style, and it really confused me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed in Scarabs. Like, as a Scarabs fan, I was just really confused. Yeah. Real quick before hurry, I do want to get your thoughts. I do. I said the Scarabs went winless. I, I was incorrect. Uh, that's on me. They did beat the Sinos team, the Callan Wardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat them 1-0. Uh, so mm-hmm. my mistake on that. But uh, hurry, yeah, your thoughts on, on the Scarabs this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very concerning more than anything. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Fortunately, it's not, you know, world's time. I mean, it still, like, matters as much as anything for a pro team at this stage. You know, it's the end of the split tournament. And they're not mm-hmm. going to be in the main event for it. Um, so that's that's concerning in and of itself. But the way that they lost and the way also in tangent that they started winning when they got Scream a while ago, I think, are very related. Because Scream kind of joined and he gave the team a lot of direction. But I feel like if he's off, then the team has no chance. And because they're like listening to him, and if he and if he's you know if he's shut down, or if he's in a bad mood, and he's just like making tilt plays, people aren't thinking for themselves, and they're just like listening to him and following him around, or just trying to like make him happy. I think that's pretty clear. Like, um, a person that I coach actually, we, we were looking over the games a bit and just talking about like some decision making stuff. And I talk a lot about, you know, if someone's making a, a mistake in front of you or like a bad play in front of you and you know that it's going to be bad for you to help or like put yourself out, like just do what's best for you and don't like mm-hmm. you know, just make someone else happy. You know, like mm-hmm. if they're frustrated in the moment, like that's fine. Like people are going to be, but it's just better habit forming to play for yourself and make the plays that you know are good. So there's a play where screen like dodgy three down to the tower is probably the most like heinous oh, play that I saw him make. Where, like, he's definitely dead for that play. They just got a bunch of kills. They could just go and do gold. You know, they just mm-hmm. had a really good fight. Um, which is already, a, like, a bad enough mistake. But then Bobby follows him in the tower as well. And Bobby's not going to be able to save him. He's not going to be able to kill anyone. And it just looks so silly because, from my perspective, like, the biggest mistake is Scream making the play in the first place. But then why is Bobby following him under the tower as if, like, yep. like he can see nothing's going to happen. And then he's dying. And then... They're running away, and Stu's running away. He has beads, and the only person I can catch him is Athena. I have to think that he's saying he has beads and he's fine. But then Bronick walks in with no beads to try to slow them off of like Stu or something, and then he gets taunted and dies. Yeah. And so the people are just making these like weird decisions to like help each other. You usually don't see mm-hmm. it as much at the pro level, 
Um, but it's indicative of a bigger problem for them. So I hope that they can um, go and just like play their individual games the way that they know how to play and that they're not that relying on Scream as maybe it looks. Like Scream should be able to have a bad day and that team still play well if they're a good team. Yep. Yeah, um, but it looked like Scream having a bad day meant that they had no chance. Um, and I think that's concerning. Man, we got to uh, I got to get We should get an intern for the show, Bear. What do you think about that? We should get a backliners intern that we can just boss around, you know? Mm-hmm. Tell them to go do stuff for us. I want an intern to find me a clip, you know, because I interned many times uh, and that would be like my type of thing. You know, they'd be like, hey, we need this clip from like months ago from this show. I don't know exactly when it was. Find it. I need it. And then I would do so. And then I would do it. You know, like do we I think we could use an intern, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I could use a home chef who's hiring <laughs> for free as well, by the way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I never said for free, those. you know. We've got gems to work with. Uh, oh, true. <laughs> there are options out there. Wait, I, I, before I oh, – no, hold on. I, let me finish my intern point. Um, okay. I need our intern to go and get um, the clip of me at the very beginning of, uh, of Season 9, our SPL preview show, and what I said about the solar scarabs, because I said, and oh, I remember the were... quote, the okay. scarabs are one bad split from Scream away from eighth place. Like, it just if Scream doesn't play the way Scream did play last year, this team, I just don't, I just don't see how they're gonna function without Scream playing at an MVP type level. And to be clear, Scream was playing a lot. I think Scream was the most valuable player in the league last year for what he did to that Scarabs team. Um, mm-hmm. And so whether it's Scream, you know, Scream his whole career has been a streaky player. Uh, I think that that's what you, I think that's just the type of player that he is. And I don't think that that's a, a massive downside. Um, you need to, if you're going to be on a team uh, with world championship aspirations and Scream as your jungler, I think you need to have a plan B, a viable plan B for when that happens. Um, because I think it will, but it's it usually doesn't last that long and it's worth how high the highs are. So I don't think, I, I don't want people to think that it means that Scream is a is a worse player or anything like that. I, I really yeah, don't. Um like, I would t- if I were GM of a team, um, Scream would be pretty high on my tier list of, of players to lead a team. Um, I think that he's got a lot of really good strengths there, but you can't. He cannot be the only voice. He cannot be, and I'm not saying that no one else on the team, you know, is is a, is a leader or anything like that. But like Tyler said, the way that they play, it's very obvious that if Scream isn't having a good game their chances of winning go to, to single digits uh well quickly i think i think it mainly looks so bad because bobby was having a similarly really poor performance this weekend mm-hmm. and i think outside of his erlong game i don't think he had much impact on any game and he was back to his like getting caught out and dying at terrible like points during the game again and like like you said, Agro, uh, when they picked up Scream, it seemed to fix that issue for Bobby. Yeah. And Bobby was making way better decisions around the map with where he is and what, like, he's pressuring. And, like, 
even his like emoji like his emoji looked insanely good yeah like he was controlling so many fights so well as emoji and i feel like i didn't get to see any like considerable impact from bobby for for whatever reason this tournament outside of the Erlong game yeah and it just seemed like two pieces of their puzzle like you said in my opinion two of their biggest pieces of their puzzle i mean i think that's a big piece for any team right, like if course. you're supporting jungler having like a really off day or a really off time like it's basically impossible to win and i think that's for like most teams where like if you're supporting jungler just struggling you I think it's basically impossible. I think you have a 0% chance if both of them are struggling. Yeah, to be clear, I think the only person who played okay, even. Not to say that he only played okay, I think he did play well. But the only person who was even okay was Stuart. All week. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought everyone else had really bad moments. um, And still some good ones, but were more often than not making the game harder to win and not easier to win. Um, yeah, I won't say like Scary had like a bad performance, but I think that his game is impacted a lot off of Bobby and yeah. Scream. I mean, when you're so when you're a solo laner and your jungler and your support are super behind and can't do anything, you're just on an island on the front line and you can't like what are you supposed to do, right? They're just gonna two v one you every fight and you just can't do anything about it. But frankly, Scary has not played well enough this year for me to give him the benefit of that doubt. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I think Stu has. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, the question, I think, on a lot of people's minds, uh, and maybe this is getting a little bit too first-takey. That's a sports reference that I don't know if either of you will get. But nope. does this weekend, do you think, does this warrant a serious discussion about making some type of roster move if you're the Solar Scarabs? Do you think that after this weekend you would be considering it, Harry? I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's it's so tough, especially with like the situation. Like I know better than anyone on my time on a United, uh, not you know two years ago. Just being in that situation where you really have to get to the point where you feel like it is not fixable for me mm-hmm. to like, and you need to have like a similar talk a few times before like you start doing that. Like, there's a lot of routes that you can go to start to fix those problems or like at least try to fix those problems and i think it's very important that you try because ultimately even if you change like your team like even if you change like some of those players like you know before they had scream like who was there in the jungle like i'm not saying that's who they would replace or change or whatever but it just goes to show there's not really like a bunch of options for them and the options that they do have are far from guarantees and at least the as of now they know each other um so it kind of makes more sense to me unless there was like a really obvious uh option or someone was really 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 underperforming on a consistent basis that you kind of go through those like conversations and you kind of go through the fixing process especially like Mm -hmm. using your coach as well and then you know if you kind of revisit it a few times and it's not fixing then maybe do it um that's kind of what we did on united i mean at the end of the day like like on united we were oh 10 like you can't you can't be O ten. Like you yeah. just can't. It comes with so many other problems that aren't just being like O ten. Like right. it causes so many mental problems, so many disputes. Like, no matter how unlucky nothing you is are. working, you don't know where to begin. <laughs> no matter how um, unlucky you are, and let's be clear, no one is more unlucky than Hurry. Okay? No thank one. you. Thank you for the shout out. It can't just be bad luck to get you to O ten. Right. So yeah, that, there, there's that is just something wrong. Problems. Sure. There's something very wrong. Yeah. 
uh, and you'll know when you hit that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah, people you just do. give up. <laughs> Pe- people just give up, or you, you can tell that people are just completely unhappy with someone else. Especially when teammates lose faith in each other, like truly lose faith, you cannot ignore it. Like it becomes pretty apparent pretty fast, and you, you it's just not something you can work through. Like you can't magically believe in someone that you don't believe in. Uh, mm-hmm. it, yep. it, yeah, it's just tough. Yeah, Dara, what do you think? Or believing in secure. Yeah, I know. Uh, anytime I walk to a fire giant for the last three years, I still think about it, you know? Like, are we going to get this fire giant now? <laughs> are we going to get it? Like, is a Camazot's going to steal it 1v5, you know? Is a Yorb 3 from underground going to steal it when he slid right past the firewalls, you know? What's going to happen? if you will. Um, about the roster changes, I wouldn't do roster changes because I feel like last year they had a really good performance and I don't really know why they have had such a poor performance this year. Um, it's, I mean, it's just spring split and I don't really know like what direction you would even look at to do a roster change in that team. Mm. Um, I feel like it's not like a side laner issue for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Stewart is disgusting. I feel like Scary is disgusting. Um, and it's like, what do you want to swap out of your mid trio? I feel like, yeah, Bronk didn't have like his best performance, but I feel like he didn't have like his worst performance either. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's way easier as a backliner to have like a semi bad performance and be like a little overshadowed by your frontliner having a worse performance. Sure. Um, like. <sighs> I don't know if, like, you could ever argue to, like, drop Scream. And I feel like Bobby's been, for me, very consistent um, last year. Like, especially after they picked up Scream, I think they looked really strong. Yeah. And I I don't know. They looked so bad. It just yeah. was extremely out of character. Yeah. I mean, they might have a talk or two just as a team to try to get on the same page again. But it literally felt like for me, after game one against Falks, when they threw at that red buff, it was like their mental didn't recover for the next like five games. Yeah. It besides Stu, like I think Stu was playing astronomically well. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the rest of them just like sputtered out and just kind of like fell flat. Yeah, I think I could. Uh, well, I know that I could make an argument for either way uh, that they should mm-hmm. make a roster change or they shouldn't. Um, I think the argument against making the roster change is that they haven't been playing with Scary on LAN. Um, it's a brand new meta uh, where, you know, maybe they didn't have the right meta call. It was one... It, no, they played in two separate days between the Valkyries and the um, Eldritch Hounds. But, you know, it's only two days that they could just have off days. Um and, you know, they made a deep run with a very similarly constructed roster last year. Um, on the flip side, and I think this is pretty compelling to me, they went 1-6 this phase. Yep. And they looked every bit of a 1-6 team. Uh, I thought that overall, by the eye test, they looked like the 8th best team in the SPL. Um, I think the Valkyries looked, had higher had higher moments. Um and yeah, Valks in the beginning looked super good. Yeah, uh, I think when I think about their deep run last year, 
it was it was the right side of their map. It was Scream and it was Sot that were playing. I mean, look, I don't want to discredit anyone on that team. Veronica Stewart, Bobby, all played unbelievably well and certainly played well enough to deserve the run they went on. But Sot was playing like season four Benji level solo lane. Oh yeah, he was cracked. That was his Osiris, right? Yeah, his Osiris. Yeah. Like that was that was variety season three demi season two like name your heart you know cyclone season two name your hard carry solo laner diffing everybody that was sought at worlds last year yep and that's not to discredit what everyone else did but you can't deny that that was a big factor in their success when they were playing at their best and scary has had those moments you know you can list scary see you know season six scary on achilles as doing similar level things to those guys. So we know that he has it in him, but it is a different team dynamic. And historically, for uh, Scream and Sot have worked very well together when they played together on Splice a few years ago. Um, and then last year, Scream and Scary don't have that dynamic quite yet. So maybe it can build, um, and that can be another very strong cornerstone of this team. But mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed. Um, and I think we hear all the time about how staying together is really good for the team. Um, And staying together is really good for your team's mental and it builds camaraderie and you get better strategies and all this kind of stuff. And I believe all of that 100%. But on the other side of the coin, you also kind of, there are benefits to making roster changes. Even if it's a completely lateral move, uh, even if it's the exact same, if it's the same player, but just you didn't even know right it's just like a, it's like a different person but it's it's actually the exact same skill i think that it re-energizes a roster a little bit i think that it reignites a roster a little bit at times you know it just makes everyone have to go back and restate how they want to think about the game re relook at what our drafts look like in order to incorporate this mm-hmm. new player and it and it really kind of makes you look at your team holistically again with a fresh set of eyes um and so I think I know that I come from the the Xbox world where even back in those days we were making roster changes if if someone sneezed and no one said bless you you know like <laughs> it, it was it, it was any excuse to make a roster change back in those days but I do think it does have a lot of benefits and if I'm a Scarabs team that has looked like we've regressed in phase one we went one in six we won one game and against an SEC team and then went. 0-2-0-2 in our next two sets. Yeah, I'm replaced faster than you can even have this conversation. <laughs> That's me. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's looking kind of tempting, you know? Like, that's yeah. kind of the way that I look at it. Um, you know, I, w- I like all those guys. I wish them all success. I, I want, you know, I don't want it to seem like I've got some agenda or something like that. I don't. I just think that it's an interesting talking point. Um, and I think it, I all I'll say is that if they aren't seriously talking about whether or not they need to, regardless of the outcome of that conversation, I think that's a mistake. I think it. I think they are at a point where this should be a wake-up call and think, are these the best five guys we can put together right now? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, you know, if the answer is yes, then the answer is yes. And you can, you can do what you will. Um, but I don't know, man. That was a rough week. That was, that was yeah. a rough, rough week. Yeah, I will say Hounds did look pretty good against them, but I think 
again, it was like Scarabs just making a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. like over and over again. Not to take anything away from Hounds, I do think they obviously deserve the spot with how poorly Scarabs were playing. But I really think Scarabs just beat themselves. Um, but I mean, like you said, Agro, like they went one and six. They looked really bad, and then having a performance like that just. I don't know. It it just felt so weird. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you can't even like blame the meta for that because their decision making was just so uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Like maybe you can just talk. What do you say? I said it's the same thing they always have. Like yeah. They like. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree that they like beat themselves. You know, like. Uh, not yeah, it's like their early game like is so strong, and then they always like hit like. There's like a bad like gold fury fight or like a pyro fight or like a fire fight, and they just consistently have that issue. I completely agree. Well, like they're they just need to walk early. away. They need to be able to like see a situation mm-hmm. that's tough and walk away from it. Like a team like Leviathans, if the situation is not what they want it to be, they don't force it hard. Like yep. you'll almost never see them do it. They'll say this is too awkward. You know, let's let's wait for this to be up and then we'll do it or let's try something else. Like they mm-hmm. it, like they might walk up to a Phoenix and realize, okay, we can't push this. We didn't set this up yep. right. We need to do this differently, and they'll walk away and they'll fight fire again if they have to. But mm-hmm. the scarabs, they will never do that. If they're like, mm-hmm. let's invade this red, and then four of them are there ready for the red invade, even if it looks terrible when they get there, they're just they're there, they they're committing to it and they're going for it. And I think if they can learn to take a step back analyze their situations and like not hard commit on the first call that somebody makes mm-hmm. um things will go a lot better like someone's got to know like these guys full commit on a frontliner with the whole enemy team around in like 25 minutes like uh with both teams around they, they're literally trying to like nem all burn a frontliner like it was like yep. a level five play um surely they realize that's not great when they get there you know like maybe if that's their plan going in they can make those mistakes but um, they have to be able to just make better plays at those later stages in the game, in my opinion. If I mean, they can obviously, learn to take and lead, then they'll be so much better. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't know like their exact comms, but do you think it's a scream issue, or do you think it's like a Bobby issue, or do you think it's like a mix of both? It's impossible to say, really. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I've obviously played with Scream, and I know mm-hmm. how he is to a larger extent. I know that like he has his ideas about how he wants to do things, and if he says he wants you to do something and you don't do it he gets like pretty frustrated so i've got a feeling the way that that team has like come to be is and like how they originally gained success is scream would have good ideas about like what he wants to do and he would tell people what exactly what he wants them to do and they would do it and it would work out but if scream's mm-hmm. ideas are not good they they don't have a they never developed this system to me to actually mm-hmm. like check bad ideas mm-hmm. like they don't have the they're almost like not allowed to say no, we don't want to do that. It's a bad player. Like, I can't get to you, or why don't we try doing something else? It's sort of like a do what Scream wants to do, and that's what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that you can be a great team that way. Like, every oh, yeah, 100%. every person is very important and pivotal to making any kind of decision-making in Smite. You know, you can't see everything. Because of we're in a third-person perspective, you kind of need everyone to pitch in information to make the best decisions. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think... That's probably overselling it a little bit, but I do think that is definitely somewhere in relation to the mm-hmm. issue that's going on. Um, and so, yeah, they do have to have one of those conversations, in my opinion, and like look back at it. I don't think they're not salvageable. Like yeah. you guys said, we saw them do great last year. Um, you know, they did change one player, and the meta has changed a lot recently. But they just have to like build up again a bit, which is which is hard and tough. But uh, they have to be willing to do it if they want to see do success. Do you think? 
that this is the mental breaker that like they won't be able to recover from? It's possible for sure. I know. I mean, this is as bad as you can get. Literally, yep. I mean, you literally <laughs> like bottom. did about as bad as you could have. Not. I mean, they beat one of the SEC teams, the team that literally doesn't scram. But the the other SEC team, they got two would like pretty convincingly, and it mm-hmm. didn't look good. Um, so that's about as bad as it can be. So if anything's going to be a mental breaker, that would be it. Yeah, and let's uh, be clear, I don't know games... how you work talk your way around it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they got unlucky in both the SEC games. They threw them something like that. Like they got beat draft to execution from minute one to end a game um, mm-hmm. against the Hounds. Like it was oh. not close. That is something I wanted to bring up. Say that in chat. Talked about El Leon. I think El Leon had like one of the best performances of any player I saw this tournament. Yeah, I thought I he played think, really well. I think he actually hard carried that roster. Um, I was insanely impressed with him. I know he was like kind of beating himself up on Twitter about it, but I think he actually hard carried this weekend. Like I, I'm normally like on the fence about him, mm-hmm. uh, just because. I think his community kind of, like, oversells him a bit. Um, yeah, that's natural. Would you, would you know I, anything about that, Barry, potentially? A community, like, overselling someone, you know, saying that they're, like, the best of all time and uh, just no no other hunter is, like, even close to them. Or any player, excuse me, in their role is, um, is like, even close to them and just, like, the sweetest guy of all time. You know, anything about, like, anything like that? No, I don't think your community does that. Yeah, I don't think so either. They're really good about being realistic. Yeah, about they're where I really good mind. about fact-checking uh, <laughs> you. Uh, but yeah, I've always been probably a little too harsh on Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this weekend, I think he actually... like I was insanely impressed with him, with everything he was doing. And I, yeah, I, I think if he... If anyone's getting a call-up, I think it's him, like 100%. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's funny you bring him up because I was going to bring him up when Hurry was talking about, you know, how the shot calling works and how no one is, if he had to guess, that no one is calling off Scream from these plays. Um, You know, it's no secret that I'm a huge fan of Andy or Elion. Um, You know, we were teammates whenever I played, and he was very much that way, uh, the, the same type of shot caller that Scream is, where this is what we're doing, and be here or get frustrated at me like those are the only options um and i think that we really again it's a much it was a much lower level of competition especially back then but the system that we developed that i thought worked really well for us was that andy would do all of the shot calling um you know we would all give him information all that kind of stuff but he would he would move us around the map as he as he wanted to but it kind of developed into where i would have like the the veto button like if i thought it was bad mm-hmm. i base i would call it off and that and like andy was doing 99 percent of the calls but if i said no that was it we were done like that was my, my word was absolute in that moment and if it was wrong it was wrong and that's on me but just having that whether it's a person or um a system in place where you have someone who has that veto power over your top shot caller, I think just lets them, I think it took a lot of pressure off of him to always be right because he knew that if something was actually bad, you, he wouldn't like, it wouldn't just be called in the moment, right? It would, 
you have someone kind of overseeing you that you can push some boundaries and they'll call you back when you go too far. And I think that it really frees you up um, to, to do things it, in that type of situation. It's also, in my opinion, really good if it's kind of like a frontliner or backliner thing mm-hmm. where people in the back can obviously see the team fight in a way or the general like game plan in a completely different way than a frontliner can. Mm-hmm. Not in like a bad way or anything, but it's just we view the game differently. And if a frontliner like wants to force things like so hard while, I mean, for instance, for chat, like if our relics are down the back line or if they're like enemy blinks are up or if we don't have ults or if like we like hurry brought up earlier, if we can just reset off this Phoenix and go back to fire and get ward vision over there and just make the smarter play. I think that that is a really big thing. And honestly, it might just be that for Scarab Scream is doing way too much. So he's not focusing as much on like his micro play and he's like having to do macro play nonstop, which is making his individual decision-making way harder for like what buffs we're defending, what buffs we're invading. Are we going for mid harpies here? Like, like every like 30 seconds to like 45 seconds, you need a new game plan on the map. And if he's doing that nonstop, like it's a really hard job. Yeah, it's funny. So, uh, three leaves in chat says that's pretty draining, though. You need a couple shot callers to alternate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you guys realize how hard it is to be the a level of communicative you need to be and how locked in. Like, even if you're not doing any sort of macro shot calling, the amount of thing information you need to be intaking and relaying, anyways, yeah, it's draining. That's why it's freaking hard. Like, that's mm-hmm. the point. Um, and that, you know, in, in smite in counter-strike and whatever esport you want to talk about shot calling is so important because it is hard. Like it is so mm. mentally draining. You have to take in so much information, be able to communicate your thoughts, be on the same page with four other people or more. Um, and then hit all your buttons, uh, at this, on top of that. Um, I really don't think people the average player understands how difficult it is to compete at that level and that's not even taking the consideration the amount of mechanical difference uh and game mm-hmm. knowledge difference there is at a baseline level um yep so you know it, it it yeah it is draining it's hard um there there's no doubt about it t do you know if there's any way that like if someone did want to understand the game at a deeper <laughs> level uh or you know maybe get better climb a little bit in the ranks what uh could they are there any resources they could use in that situation you think mm, that's a great question and that's honestly something i've been spending a lot of time thinking about recently <laughs> i thought you know there's a need for that uh-huh. uh so it's actually funny that you asked that because I actually coach on a website called Edify. I do. What? Yep. I do. And I do custom rates as well. If you don't like what's on there, you can DM me and we can sort wow. something out. Wow. Flexible, uh, It's man. a pretty nice system. I've had and flexible like 50 too. different people. How much money uh, do the Scarabs have? Uh, more than I, – listen, I'm, I'm pretty expensive when it comes to – Things like that, okay. We got it. There's a lot of work to do. Okay? But if they want, hey, if they want to put up the money, I am. Yeah, man. Hey. Happy to help I out. I mean, hey, yeah. To quote, to quote, scream. I mean, come on. Uh, hey. Yeah. <coughs> I love those guys. I feel, I feel a little bit bad giving them such a hard time, but I mean, that's yeah. their job, you know. It, it is. At the end of the day, it's their job. It's like why I came around to criticism. I still don't love it, but 
like it's part of what they do you know it's part of mm-hmm. like what we do i suppose yeah um, it's a part of you're the ecosystem just the forefront of attention and people care about if you want people to care about you winning people are going to care about you losing and absolutely let everyone down like you got to live with that you know and you got to find do your best remedy it that's like part of the game yeah so, at the same i feel bad because i like them but at the same time you know like of course yeah, i love everyone scarabs but yeah, i just dudes. I mean, as a fan of Scarabs, I'm equally as disappointed, you know, like, I expected them to, like, be in our group 100% and to give us, like, a big run for our money, and then to see them fall as flat as they did, like, honestly, I'm, like, obviously irked about it, like, I'm like, why are you guys playing this poorly? I mean, people probably have done that to me, like, every single time, especially in Season 6, like, why can't you guys just secure a Fire Giant's not hard? Yeah. So... You know, I, I've been there. No, I mean, if you imagine well, we how boring it would there, you know? this would all be if yeah. we were just talking about how awesome everybody is all the time. You know mm-hmm. that th- there's got to be some negatives in order to make more space for the positives. Uh, and uh, you know, it's never personal, but it's it, mm-hmm. it's what makes it full of drama and interesting. So um, always, there's certainly a line, though. You know, I I only had one first take moment. Um, first take is a sports show where they have like. <laughs> these absolute absurdly scorching hot takes that are just like completely indefensible, but it just gets like it just generates it interaction, up. right? You yeah, know? that's uh, that's kind of how it is. Sam is asking for a week two prediction. Uh, I guess for who's gonna win Masters is that what you're asking for, Sam? Well, I don't Barry, even know you're how it works. Say you guys, right? Like that is that like you have to. That's how it works. Yeah, Sam's literally like fishing for a compliment right yeah, now. Yeah, he's just asking. I know for... Sam. Sam's been doing that a lot lately. They've been doing well. Yeah, what he, he gets first seed chat, and all his hard asks. Who do you think is, is playing it the best? Shameless. Right yeah, it is pretty shameless, but I kind of respect it. I mean, it it is a good thought, I suppose. Whatever, Sam. You're lucky. Erling's not good anymore. Nephew <laughs> did. <laughs> Who do you F think? You, man. Who do you think? Erling's going to get buffed at the end of the year, and you guys are going to be after F you, Sam. <laughs> Gilgamesh <laughs> is going to be top jungle again. Sam's going to yep. be like, it's oh going to be Gilgamesh and back to Gilgamesh and Erling. We'll see where you're at, buddy. If <laughs> <laughs> you can play the Hebo, huh? <laughs> Who do you think's oh, winning uh, Masters here, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. I this is one of the first times I feel like I just want to give the generic answer. I, I mean, I probably just think. I think the dragons. I'm gonna think the dragons are probably gonna win everything until people figure out what to do with how they're playing the game right now with like Pagan's weird picks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what all the pro teams. I mean, I'm not as informed, so I don't. I don't know what all the pro teams are doing. I'm sure everyone's got their own like version of what's the best in the meta. I don't know if like it's melded together yet. I'm sure it will over time, like it usually does, but. Um, I think until I'm confident people have the dragons figured out, they'll probably win. Uh, I don't know beyond like that for groups and stuff. It's all up in the air. I think everyone's pretty close, honestly, for the most part. That's at this tournament. Yeah, no, besides I think... maybe the SEC team in Valx, perhaps. Yeah, I think that that's a very defensible take. Um, I also, if I had to pick one team, I think I would pick the dragons. I think the only other team that I think is giving me my my dark horse so to speak um would be the would be the kings um you know that's a team that is typically very creative and Mm -hmm. i think that there's definitely a world where they have quote unquote broken it you know i think that they 
not fully like solved it by any means, but I think that they could be the ones that bring the meta that other teams have to adjust to more than they have to adjust to them. Um, so, you know, I think dragons are Kings, but uh, I think faith dragons and genetics. Are the, the, the safe. Well, you could, you say faith in genetics. I say, I guess so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more. I also have a lot of faith in, in twig. Um, it's going to be either the best. It's going to be the most genius thing you've ever seen or they're going to lose or the dumbest, right? The, the worst dumbest thing, of thing you could have ever imagined. And I'm going to be glad I and they will defend it to the death either way. Oh, hundred percent. And you know what? I'm going to be glad I watched. That's all. That's all I can say. Um, Genex is going to play Horus and lose and be like, Horus needs buffs. Yeah. That's, do you think but that he, he like them. sleep? Like if he sleep talks, he's just like laying in his bed, like mumbling buff Horus in his sleep. Like that, <laughs> that man loves it, dude. He absolutely loves it. He just wants to go faster in the sky, dude. Yeah, dude I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird to think that if he moves very, very slightly faster in the sky in Horus, that his day-to-day life would be happier? That would actually <laughs> that make true. him happy. It actually would. Not kidding. Uh, absolutely insane. That That is almost certainly the best thing we could do for his mental. You still got the regrowth tech, don't you? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully he's not in chat. You'll get him started. Yeah, don't. Yeah, oh. I don't want to get him started here. We've you already don't talked about him too started. much. Um, no one all right. let him know that anyone said that. It's time for the random question of the week. Red Buff Bandit on Twitter tweeted us a great list. Uh, they oh us yeah. Eight questions. They're all fantastic. I don't know if we're gonna do. This episode was a little long, so we're only gonna do one this week. Um, yeah, I didn't. We'll I didn't look at him because I didn't want to spoil. Agree. Neither have I. Hurry. Okay, there are eight. And here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave it up to our guest uh, each time we have a oh. guest. Hurry, there are eight questions. I wrote down all eight so I can cross them off whenever... Well, just like numbers one through eight. Uh, so I can cross them off whenever we do one. Pick a number mm-hmm. one through eight, and we will answer that question this week. Two. And Two. you know why. Oh, this is a tough... This is a tough one. Uh, top five cities for food. Have we even been to enough oh, cities? Oh, all right, Red Buff Bandit. This one... Can we just do one? The best city for food that we've been to? Does that is that good enough? We're gamers. I just, We're uh, not traveling around enough. Yeah, I don't really go to cities for food. You know, I. Uh, that is a bad take. Food is the best reason to travel. Yeah, but I don't. Okay. So. Well, you don't yeah. need to travel. <laughs> of right. course. Because, because we have, have factors. Oh. That's right. Well done, T. That's, well that's done. Well. Yeah, of course. No problem. Yeah, you've been some practice. No problem, I guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's just do. Our favorite city for food that we've been to. Let's do it that way. Yeah, I still don't have a good answer for this. You you still don't? Bear, how much traveling have you done? I feel like you've been been to a lot of lands and stuff in different cities, yeah? Yeah, here. No, in different cities, you know? Like, where? Didn't you go to Spain? Yeah, and they closed the restaurants (laughs) at like 5 p.m. You didn't eat any good food in Spain. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I had a decent amount of good food, but it wasn't those like... Those food trucks at the, at the DreamHack. Oof. Yeah. Those hit different. Food trucks. What about... Barra, didn't you go to Vegas? Did yeah, I family? had buffet food. That was not great. Okay. What about... Did you go Did you go to the California land? I don't think you did, right? Yeah, what, did. Oh, you did? I don't remember the food. My oh, God, man. Wait, no, no. No, you're actually right. You're actually right. Uh, there was a really good healthy place out there that was like season two right season uh-huh. yeah season two afk land it was a, i have no idea the name of the restaurant but i actually remember like the interior a bit because it was so good oh uh, i yeah okay also the air out there 
That is a completely off topic. The air out there feels so nice. Really? Like I've never been to California. Bro, it is amazing. I don't know why, but like I mean, I guess Georgia is just like humid and it it's is. just like allergies here nonstop. So I haven't been able to breathe for like thirty one years. Uh-huh. But outside of that, like when I was in California, I could breathe, and that, that was amazing. Awesome. I would yeah, love it was to so much oxygen, zero humidity. You know, I grew up in Pittsburgh; it's very humid there. Even though it's not the South, there's a lot of water uh, in the area with the three rivers and all that kind of stuff, and it mm-hmm. makes it very humid in that area. Um, and now, living in Georgia, it's unbelievably humid. Um, going somewhere with no humidity sounds very nice. I'd like to go to California at some point. I mean, I I mean, my default lame answer is just like Atlanta because I've eaten a lot of food in Atlanta. Yeah, a lot of good food in Atlanta, but like, like I don't like travel to Atlanta. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like it's where I grew up. Bro, I've got a sandwich spot in Atlanta. This is for. I mean, I can just say it on the podcast. I don't need to keep it a secret. Victory sandwiches. Um, it's it's near Little Five Points, and there's also one in Decatur. Uh unbelievable one of the best like definitely when i have friends come and visit and they haven't come to atlanta before uh that's a place that i take them that place is absolutely mm. unbelievable uh, oh so good i did go to uh well me and destiny went to slutty vegan for her birthday oh how was it and oh my goodness bro delicious absolutely banging the uh it was like banana pudding i think and it was some of the best man pudding I've ever had. The burgers were delicious. The fries were delicious. Like, oh my goodness, delicious! Just so good. You hungry, Vera? Yeah, I, dude. I made okay. This is terrible podcast material. But you see how big this bowl is? That's a big bowl. It's I over this. The, it's whole, bigger than the size of his head for all podcasts. I, I filled this whole thing with uh-huh. food, and I'm like down to like an eighth of it i've been munching away on it since i started streaming today i made like a cheesy burrito bowl with like cauliflower and lettuce and beans and it's delicious love to hear it if only you didn't have to make it at all and you could have had a delicious meal from grew in two minutes and then you would have to clean up um hurry how about for you do you have a favorite food city favorite food city yeah uh i guess probably philly when i went there Mm. had some really nice food i really like the philly like beast food to be fair yeah so, did you have did you have the there. two famous cheesesteak spots yeah what's i went to a place called gino's, gino's. yeah gino's and yeah. uh, i don't even remember i think the other one starts with v is sam still here he's gotta know right he, he was he lived in philly I don't remember what the other one is called. Pats. That's right. Thank you, APAM. Yeah, Pats and Geno's. Do you guys know that I've only been to Philadelphia once? I grew up in Pittsburgh. It's the same state, but it's a pretty far drive. It's like six hours. Um, Goodness. I never, I only went to Philly once. It was to film that documentary we did season five. Season five or, yeah, it was between season five and six. And we went and like filmed at, on location for where a lot of uh, SPL players were living. And we went to Philly to meet Sam and his family. And we didn't get a chance to go to Gino and Pat's because we were uh, there for so little time. And I really regret that. It was very cold while we were there, though. I remember that. Um, but, yeah, it was good. I, I, wanted, I, I wish I would know if it was good. Philly was okay, though. What is going on in my brain? We have to end this podcast. Um, my answer is cheating for sure. Uh, by far, the best food, the best city for food I've ever been in 
not close is Florence, Italy. Um, every every oh. piece of food I had there knocked my pants straight off. Um, I got arrested every meal for public indecency. Um, it was <laughs> it was a real problem for me. I can no longer go back, uh, and it was absolutely worth it. Um, every single meal I had was just one of the best things I've ever tasted. Uh, and I want to go back so desperately. Yeah, that sounds delicious. My God, dude. Literally, like, you'd be, like, in a little convenience store, they'd have, like, a little, uh, like, a little caprese sandwich, you know, just, like, some bread, a couple slices of tomato, fresh mozzarella, and a little bit of balsamic vinegar. And it was, like, I would have paid $50 for this thing in in the United States, and it would have been nowhere near as good. Um, Mm -hmm. There, it's, like, three euro and not even it's like two euro and like one of the best things i've ever eaten what it's are you moving there or what i want dude florence is the most perfect place i've ever been in my entire life like it's the most stereotypical italian like if you close your eyes and picture like italian city you're like Mm -hmm. picturing florence like the architecture is exactly what you would expect it's not like super modernized but it's not super old school either all the food was amazing. Everyone there was super nice. Uh, that sounds wonderful. It was it was the most magical place I've ever been in my entire life. Um, if anyone's planning on traveling internationally, I cannot recommend Florence enough. Uh, it was the most unbelievable place I've ever been. And I can't wait to go back. All right, that does it for the Backliners this week. Thanks so much for watching um, or listening. Uh, make sure you support the podcast by going over to go.factor75.com slash backliners120. And use code BACKLINERS120 to get $120 off. Uh, Seriously, a great product. Make sure you're checking them out. Big thanks to Hurry uh, for coming on the show. Hurry, what's your, uh, is your Twitch link just twitch.tv slash heroin? Is that the case? That's right. That's me. What's your Metafy link for all these people who want to get some coaching from you as well? Uh, Metafy.gg slash at heroin. Slash at heroin. Seriously, Hurry, uh... It, uh, an absolute genius about the game and, and you will definitely uh, learn a lot. So highly recommend booking a session with him. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about who wins Smite Masters, uh, which will be uh, which will be fun. So thanks everyone for watching slash listening. Give us a rating, all that kind of good stuff. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. You know, it took a week off of it and you still got it. Yeah, a little a little tapered off in the middle there. I yeah, got I thought something in my I thought I might have right surprised there. you almost. You know, I kind of closed it a little quickly at the very end. I thought I might have caught you off guard, so that's maybe oh, it was on just, me. It was just my throat not wanting to cooperate with me. Mm. I've been really like allergy e lately. Yeah. My allergy pills aren't working as well. Just like snorting. Just, what? <laughs>